We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
Life becomes a shattered dream that's slipping through my trembling hands. I need to know that you are near, to know you see each falling tear when there is no one else who understands. When I can't find the words to speak, you hear the pain. Each heartbeat before I even call to you in my deepest hour of need. That's when you come and pour your mercy on me. Your beauty shines. Your love surrounds. Where cries of brokenness are found.
is always enough of God's mercy. Always enough of His love. When your well has run dry, He will supply. When the road gets long and rough, there is always enough. Hard circumstances may haunt you, playing a game which way to turn, realizing right and wrong both want you. This, my friend, is a lesson I have learned. There is always enough of God's mercy. Always enough of His love. When your well has run dry, He will supply. When the road gets long and rough, there is always enough. Everyone around you thinks you're perfect. You always know exactly what to say. Oh, but now the table's turned, you're hurting, you're afraid. To give your heart away But I know a place of consolation Mercy is extended fresh and new Failure isn't final with the Father God see how forgiveness flows for you mercy always enough of his love when your well has run dry he will supply when the road gets long and rough there is always enough when your well has run dry he supply when the road gets long and rough there is always enough Jesus is enough we hope you're enjoying songs of praise here's some more inspirational music
In you. 
that peace must first begin with me. his deity the miracles told the power of his touch the basin and the towel proved his humility but to show the depths of his matchless love for us he took the cross he took the His heart broken, arms wide open, his blood called to the lost, to pay sin's final cost. It took the cross. The teachings in the temple displayed his worthiness. The tears he shed in sorrow spoke his heart. The children in his arms revealed his tenderness. But for his saving grace to reach us where we are, it took the cross, it took that Show just how far he'd go to set us free with his heart broken, arms wide open, his blood called to the lost to pay sin's final cost. It took the cross, the message of mercy. Sacrifice, what a price he paid. It took the cross, it took that rugged tree to show just how far he'd go to set us free. With his heart broken, arms wide open, his blood called to the lost to pay sin's fine. Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music.
lifted me. He lifted me from sin and doubt. Don't praise His name. Oh, praise His name. He is my King. He is my King. How wonderful song. How wonderful song He is to me.
Listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. On a journey from Jerusalem, returning to their home, Joseph and his family traveled all day long. 
must have walked for many miles before they realized Jesus was not with them. Mary sadly cried. Where is Jesus? Did we leave him far behind? Did we take for granted he was here walking with us all the time? Where is Jesus? To find him once again, we must return to the place where we left him. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? I prayed for God to lead my way, that His will for me be known. All He asked is that I wait for Him, still I stepped out on my own. Without Him here to guide my steps, i failed Him many times. I only have myself to blame, I bow my head and cry. Where is Jesus? Did I leave Him far behind? Did I take for granted He was here? Walking with me all the time Where is Jesus? To find Him once again I must return to the place Where I left Him Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? bad decisions with a selfish thought in mind You had the best intentions for the goals you set in life Your relationship and God secure but the fellowship is gone You can choose to walk with Him again You don't have to walk alone with you all the time. Where is Jesus? To find Him once again, He must return to the place where you left Him. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that He should give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. How great 
hide the pain of searing loss. The Father turns His face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Jesus 
trouble seized The one who fed the thousands Whose words could calm the tempest He's my bread of life And he's my peace I still serve an amazing God He's been with me every mile My weary feet have trod He still cares He still hears He's still mending broken hearts and drying tears. This old world is bound to change, but I'm glad I know the one who always stays the same. And my song will ever be amazing God, you're still serve an amazing God. He's been with me every mile my weary feet have trod. He still cares, he still hears, he's still mending broken hearts and drying tears. This old Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 34, True Education, a Missionary Training. In both the home and the school, 
It should be the student's effort to learn how to study and how to impart the knowledge gained. Whatever their calling, they are to be both a learner and a teacher as long as life shall last. Thus they may advance continually, making God his trust, clinging to him who is infinite in wisdom, who can reveal the secrets hidden for ages, who can solve the most difficult problems for minds that believe in him. God's word places great stress upon the influence of association, even upon men and women. How much greater is its power on the developing mind and character of children and youth? The company they keep, the principles they adopt, the habits they form will decide the question of their usefulness here and for their future eternal interest. It is a terrible fact that one should make the hearts of parents tremble, that in so many schools and colleges to which the youth are sent for mental culture and discipline, influences prevail which misshape the character, divert the mind from life's true aims, and debase the morals. Through contact with the irreligious, the pleasure-loving, and the corrupt, many, many youth lose the simplicity and purity, the faith in God and the spirit of self-sacrifice that Christian fathers and mothers have cherished and guarded by careful instruction and earnest prayer. Many who enter school with the purpose of fitting themselves for some line of unselfish ministry become absorbed in secular studies. An ambition is aroused to win distinction in scholarship and to gain position and honour in the world. The purpose for which they entered school is lost sight of, and the life is given up to selfish and worldly pursuits. And often habits are formed that ruin the life both for this world and for the world to come. As a rule, men and women who have broad ideas, unselfish purposes, noble aspirations, are those in whom these characteristics were developed by their associations in early years. In all his dealings with Israel, God urged upon them the importance of guarding the associations of their children. All the arrangements of civil, religious and social life were made with a view of preserving the children from harmful companionship and making them, from their earliest years, familiar with the precepts and principles of the law of God. The object lesson given at the birth of the nation was of a nature deeply to impress all hearts. Before the last terrible judgment came upon the Egyptians in the death of the firstborn, God commanded his people to gather their children into their own homes. The doorpost of every house was marked with blood, and within the protection assured by this token, all were to abide. So today, parents who love and fear God are to keep their children under the bond of the covenant, within the protection of those sacred influences made possible through Christ's redeeming blood. Of his disciples, Christ said, I have given them your word, and they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. 
John 17, 14. Be not conformed to this world, God bids us, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you and will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 2 Corinthians 6, 14-18 Gather the children, make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Joel 2, 16 and Exodus 18, 16 Put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Numbers six twenty seven. And all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of Jehovah. Deuteronomy 28.10 The remnant of Job shall be in the midst of many people, as a dew from the Lord, as the showers upon the grass, that tarrieth not for man, nor waiteth for the sons of men. Micah 5.7 We are numbered with Israel. All the instruction given to the Israelites of old concerning the education and training of their children, all the promises of blessing through obedience are for us. God's word to us is, I will bless you, and you shall be a blessing. Genesis 12.2 Of the first disciples and of all who should believe on him, through their word Christ said, The glory which you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and hast loved me, and hast loved them, as you have loved me, Christ. John seventeen twenty two and 23 Wonderful, wonderful words, almost beyond the grasp of faith. The Creator of all worlds loves those who give themselves to His service, even as He loves His Son. Even here, and now His gracious favour is bestowed upon us to this marvellous extent. He has given us the light and majesty of heaven, and with Him, He has bestowed all the heavenly treasure. Much as He has promised us for the life to come, He bestows princely gifts in this life. As subjects of His grace, He desires us to enjoy everything that will ennoble, expand and elevate our characters. He is waiting to inspire the youth with power from above, that they may stand under the blood-stained banner of Christ, to work as he worked, to lead souls into safe paths, 
to plant the feet of many upon the rock of ages. All who are seeking to work in harmony with God's plan of education will have His sustaining grace, His continual presence, His keeping power. To everyone, He says, Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be you dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Joshua 1, 9 and 5 As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Isaiah 55, 10-13 Throughout the world society is in disorder, and a thorough transformation is needed. The education given to the youth is to mould the whole social fabric. They should build the old wastes. They shall rise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities. The desolations of many generations. Men shall call them the ministers of God. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I, Jehovah, love justice. I will direct their work in truth and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their race shall be illustrious among the nations, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge that they are a race which Jehovah hath blessed. For as the earth puts forth her shoots, and as a garden causes its plants to spring forth, so shall the Lord Jehovah cause salvation to spring forth and praise before all the nations. Isaiah 61, 4 and 6 to 8 and 61, 8 and 61, 9 and 11. End of chapter 34. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing. Here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Hello folks, uh, William Ackland with you again today. The short essay I have to share with you features a word that is mentioned fairly frequently in the Bible uh, that may be to your surprise. It is the word kiss. The word kiss is a very emotive word. 
from puberty and older, there is much meaning and passion related to this short word. However, the kiss is not all about emotion, as I will mention a little later. Popular songs often refer to kissing or a kiss. For example, a kiss is still a kiss. And I am sure we all would miss a kiss if a kiss were not part of our lives. For those who accept that Adam and Eve were real people, the first parents of the human race, it is unthinkable that they did not kiss. Kissing is a sign of love and devotion, with a fair amount of passion involved as well. So we can assume that the Creator built this ability into the physical and emotional structure of our first parents, and we have inherited all that that involves through each generation. While we do not tell someone that we love them every time we see them, a brief or not so brief kiss can do that just as well. The best combination, of course, is to say those special words and follow that up with a kiss. When a young child falls and hurts themselves, the right words and a kiss on the spot by their mother seems to take most of the pain away. So, can a kiss be medicinal? A kiss by an inferior to a superior in certain cultural and religious settings can be an acknowledgement of their difference in status. The ultimate example of a kiss showing utter gratitude and devotion is when the woman, Mary Magdalene, anointed Jesus and with her long hair wiped her tears that had fallen onto his feet and then kissed them. Jesus' promise was that whenever the gospel story was told through succeeding generations, that story would also be told. Jesus' statement showed that he accepted Mary's act of love for being forgiven of her sins. The Bible mentions the word kiss and kissed many times. Solomon's great love song records the Shulamite saying that if she found the one she loved outside, she would kiss him. And that's from the Song of Solomon, part 8, verse 1. We are also admonished in the Psalms to kiss the son lest he be angry. The margin explains that this is an act of homage and submission. The great Apostle Paul several times admonishes Christians to greet one another with a holy kiss. And that is found in Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and 1 Thessalonians. Peter picks up this counsel reminding his hearers to greet another with a kiss of love. In Christ's time and in many cultures to this day, men as well as women kiss when they meet as a greeting. Christ admonished Simon the Pharisee who had objected to the woman showing her love and devotion to her Lord in the way that she did when he said, You gave me no water for my feet. You gave me no kiss. The worst kiss in all history was the traitorous kiss Judas gave Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he betrayed his Lord to the unruly mob and equally guilty religious leaders with their murderous intent. There probably have been many cases of similar acts throughout history, but only in the secular sphere and not to a divine person. Once only one kiss was sufficient for the Saviour to be betrayed. It is an accepted convention that we do not kiss everyone we see. Let us discriminate in the right way and reserve this special sign of love and devotion for those who have made the same commitment to us.